1: Second Chronicles chapter 20, I love this story. It's one of my favorite stories. King Jehoshaphat is a good king, and we're going to read just a little part of his life. But King Jehoshaphat was a king who ruled over uh, Judah, and uh, he he did a lot of things right. But here in this particular part of his life, he is being ambushed. He is being blitzed. He's about to be attacked by three different armies, and he doesn't know what to do and uh, you got to read all of chapter 20 it's really amazing actually there's a part in chapter 20 where he's he's praying and I love this one line that he says he says God I don't know what to do but my eyes are on you right I love that line and ever since I learned that line I've used it in my own life and there was a worship leader several years ago that he sang a song that went just like that and it became almost like a staple in my life God I don't know what to do but my eyes are on you and here Jehoshaphat he's praying and He's trusting in God, and he calls for a prophet. And a prophet comes forth, and he asks God, what should we do? And and I just want to read two verses, and I think it's so powerful what the prophet told King Jehoshaphat, and I think it's going to help some of us in here this morning. Look at verse 15 through 17, these two verses. This is what the prophet told him. Is everybody there? Okay, this is what it says. It says, he said, listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow, somebody say tomorrow. March down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Zis. And you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeral. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. Stand firm. And see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. And the Lord will be with you. Uh, Today, this morning, I want to share for the next few minutes a message that's on my heart. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down, whether it's on a notebook or a phone or whatever. Today, I want to talk to you out of the subject, just stand just stand just stand come on can you can you high five three people around you and tell them just stand just stand just stand come on just stand amen come on why don't we pray and uh, believing that God's going to speak to us as we seek him this morning amen we need prayer after a horrible hurricanes loss heat loss and the dolphins We just gave up on them let's pray Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for your grace, your goodness, your kindness to us. God, thank you that you are here. You are with us. You are amongst us. And I believe that today you want to do something powerful within us, God. And I just pray that you have your way in our lives, God. I pray that you would move. In each and every single life represented, not only physically, but also watching through live stream or Facebook. God, we pray that you would help people where they are today. God, thank you for each and every service. Thank you for the prayer service we're going to have tonight. And thank you for the worship night we're going to have at our city campus as well. God, we're believing that Sunday night's going to be powerful across our church. God, have your way in our lives. We love you, Jesus. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And all of God's people say... Oh, come on, all of God's people say, Amen. "Can you give Jesus a big, big shout of praise?" Come on. This morning, this morning, I, I somehow, some way, right, whether whether I thought about it or not, my mind sent some signals to my legs, down to my feet, all the way down to my pinky toe. <laughs> To begin to move my legs out of the bed and to stand up, right? Like, like I think every single one of us, you, you made a decision to get out of bed, whether you wanted to or not, but you made a decision to get out of bed. Some of us, we were way too comfortable in the bed this morning. Can I get an amen? Especially when you turn your pillow over to the cool side. Come on, everybody know what I'm talking about? And you wanted to stay in bed, but, but your mind sends signals to your legs that it's time to get up. It's time to get ready. And hopefully you hit the shower, brush your teeth, ate some breakfast, and I'm going to church, right? You, you made a decision to stand. But, but there are going to be some mornings, and maybe there have been some mornings, where standing is not going to be as easy as it is on any other day, right? There are, there are going to be some days where we don't want to stand, There are going to be some mornings where you have to physically try your best to get your legs to move because you don't have the strength needed to stand, right? Because life can become difficult, life can be hard, and all of a sudden all strength is gone and you can't stand, right? I'm not just talking about physical standing, I'm talking about emotional, mental, spiritual standing as well, right? It's not easy to stand up against. Have you ever had to stand in a difficult situation? Have you ever had to stand in the midst of trials and tests and attack and still have some courage deep down in your soul to say, I will stand today? Sometimes it's it's difficult to stand, right? I really believe this, that your ability to stand is directly correlated with your ability to see. Your ability to stand is directly correlated with your ability to see, right? Because if you do not know what you're looking at, you may not be able to stand the way that you want to stand, right? You may say, I have no idea what I'm up against. I have no idea what I'm seeing, and it will affect the way that you stand physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually, right? Because you're saying, I have no idea what's in front of Have you ever looked at something and been confused by it, right? Sometimes you can be looking at something, and if what you're looking at is more confusing, bigger, or if it seems to have more power than your God, then it will make you crumble, bend, and eventually you will break. But you need to know that your God is bigger than whatever you're up against, right? Have you ever looked at something and been confused by what you're looking at, not known how to handle it, but you pretend you know how to handle it? Right. I'll give you an example. Uh, I'm going this November. I'm going on nine years of marriage. Come on, somebody. Nine years of marriage and November 21st. We're going on nine years. It's been amazing. It's been great. But but um, I, I grew up with my dad. My dad is my hero, my best friend. He's here right now. My parents are here in the front row. I love him to death. They're the absolute best. And uh, my dad was the man of the house where he could handle anything, right? Like, like anything happened, he was a handyman, a handyman, right? He could, he could, he could handle it all. And, and if he didn't, he pretended like he could. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like he just, he did it all. But when I got married now, I'm the man of the house. And so I need to handle everything that happens underneath my roof. And I'll never forget a few years ago, our air conditioner stopped working. And there's nothing worse than sleeping in Miami with no AC. Can I get an Amen. <laughs> the air conditioner stopped working, and so the, Diana's like, Alex, baby, hey, boo, Sugarfoot, hey, babe, um, the AC's not working, and so I'm just like, I got this, I got this, I'm the man of the house, couple years in, married, oh my God, this is the first one, uh, first tragedy I'm going to handle in our house, AC broken. And, and and I go up to the air conditioner, right, go up to the second floor, I open the closet, and I see this big green monster staring back at me, right? Have you ever, have you ever pretended that you know what you're doing? <laughs> right so I'm looking at this thing and I'm just like oh oh yeah oh yeah I can see it I can see it oh (laughs) Um, the pipe the pipe this this the white one oh man how how did this happen Um, yeah we're gonna have to hmm Uh, who touched the air conditioner I go downstairs and (laughs) I start playing with the thermostat, right, I just start, I'm like yelling whatever comes to my mind to pretend I know what I'm doing, right, my wife is looking at me, I'm just like, oh, yeah, who put it on 65, right, Uh, that what happened, the electrical, the circuit, is the breaker on, I mean, I don't know, Um, um, mm, I go back upstairs, I look at the air conditioner, I'm just like, ah, yeah, this is the problem, ah, this is, Oh, crazy, crazy stuff. But I got this. I can handle this, right? And uh, you just start looking at it in different ways. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I see. Oh, right. I just, I can handle this. Um, and eventually, I just have to say, babe, I have no idea what I'm doing. Call somebody. Like, I, I have no idea what I'm even looking at, right? I think a lot of us in life, many times, we're looking at something, and because we do not know what we're looking at, we pretend that we have it all under control. I want to tell you today that your ability to see will determine your ability to stand. I'll put it this way. If you can see right, you can stand right. If you can see right, you can stand right because vision and confidence go together. Let me tell you, if your vision is off, I'm not talking about physical vision. I'm talking about spiritual insight. If your vision is off, then your confidence is going to be off. For example, if you walk into a room and all lights are off and it's, it's pitch black, it's dark, you can't see a thing, you are not going to move with confidence the way you would a room with the lights on, right? If everything's dark, you may not run. You may not walk fast. You may not power walk because you say, I'll hit a chair or I'll hit a wall. I have to walk because I have no idea where I'm going and I have to walk with caution. I have to be careful. And so when the lights are gone your confidence is low. Can I tell you there's been an enemy in your life and in my life that wants to turn off the lights so that your confidence is gone, your spiritual strength is gone, your tenacity is gone, your audacity is gone and he wants you to walk into a room with all the lights off. But I felt this morning that the Holy Spirit said I'm about to turn on the lights in people's lives so that you get your confidence back and you understand that if God be before you can nothing stand against you all the days of your life come on we serve a God and he's about to give you your strength back your confidence back you can do it if God is for you and so the lights have to come on and you have to understand that if you can see correctly you'll be able to move directly to where God wants you to move right you need your your vision so that you can move and stand with confidence you need it back somebody say I need my confidence back You need to see it correctly. King Jehoshaphat is an awesome king, right? If you read his life, chapters nineteen and twenty and a little bit of 21, it tells you the story of King Jehoshaphat, and he's, a, he's an awesome king, and he served God in a great way. He was one of the few very good kings that served the Lord, and he did a lot of things right in his lifetime. He learned early on not to do bad moves because he had made a, a move early on as his reign as king, and he started to please God and honor God, and he's doing all things right. But in chapter 20, he learns that, that now there's an all-out war coming against him. He learns that three different armies have teamed up to come and and overtake him. They are going to blitz him. They are going to ambush him. They are going to destroy him and his people. And so he gets word that three armies are coming against him, and and he begins to worry. He begins to have stress. He begins to have anxiety. His blood pressure went up, and and, uh, he's like, okay, I'm in some trouble now because it seems like all out war is coming again. Have you ever woken up and felt like there's an all out war against your life? This is how the enemy works right? The enemy will want to come and have an ambush against our lives, right? Sometimes we won't even be waiting for it. Sometimes we will have no clue about it. All of a sudden, you'll wake up one morning, and you'll get a phone call that you never wanted to get, and all of a sudden, you'll get some news that you never wanted to receive, and and all of a sudden, it feels like all hell has broken loose against you, against your marriage, against your home, against your finances, against your business. Have you ever felt ambushed by Satan, all of a sudden, you'll wake up one day and you'll go to the doctor and you'll get back a doctor's report that you weren't expecting. And you get the worst news you could ever imagine. And all of a sudden, people are in the hospital that you never thought were going to be in the hospital. All of a sudden, you have something in your life that you say, this, I never thought I was going to walk through it. Right? And you've been ambushed by Satan. This is Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, one day he wakes up and he finds out three armies are coming against him. They're three powerful, mighty armies. And his army can never take out three armies. And he doesn't know what to do. Jehoshaphat is at a moment in his life where he's up against a wall. And he says, God, what do I do now? And he says, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. I wonder what our eyes are on this morning. I wonder when life gets crazy and all hell breaks loose. And it seems like Satan is having a field day with you, your marriage, your family, and everything that surrounds you. Where is the first place that you look? Where's the first place that you go to? Who's the first person that you call? I think that will show where our heart is at this morning. I I love King Jehoshaphat. I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned here because the first thing that King Jehoshaphat does is that he begins to pray to God. Now, for you, that might seem like something small, but we live in a day and age where God is the last resort for a lot of us. Right, we, we don't think about God the way people used to think about God. We think about God like a spare tire. And so when something happens in our life, we have a hundred different responses, but God is usually toward the last. The first thing I want us to remember this morning is that prayer is our first response, not our last resort. Prayer is our first response, not our last resort. Where do you go to when life becomes difficult? Who do you call when you're up against a rock in a hard place, right? Who is it on your phone that you dial a number of, right? Maybe it's a friend. Some of us, we call some friends where we're going through a difficult moment in life. We're like, I know who to call. If I call so-and-so, they'll be there for me. They'll come and they'll drink some lattes with me and Frappuccinos and we'll talk it out and everything will be okay. I know if I go out with so-and-so and we go out on a Friday night or a Saturday night and we just have a girl's night or a guy's night, then everything's going to be okay. And I'm going to be calm, cool, and collected, but that is just a lie because you're awaiting and God is the last resort on your list, and so what you're doing is that you're just maintaining and pretending that you got your vision right, but it's still impaired and you still don't have it all together, right? And so we live in a day and age where we will call and phone a friend, and we use those people as our lifelines, and we forget that God is our lifeline, right? We live in a day and age where it's very easy to open up the newspaper and you say, okay, I'm going through a hard time. Let me see what my horoscope says about me. I'm a Sagittarius, and maybe what I'm going through, maybe so-and-so will tell me what I'm going through in my life because maybe the stars have aligned a certain way. And if I maybe if I call a psychic, if I call a psychic, she will tell me what I'm going through and what I'm facing tomorrow because everybody, what we want to know is what tomorrow's going to look like. And I wish Miss Cleo was still around because if I call Miss Cleo, then she'll have an answer. Can I tell you there's a God who re- created? and Miss Cleo. There's a God who created the stars. There's a God who created the heavens and the earth. And if anybody has an answer, it's the God who sits in the throne of heaven and he has it all under control. Oh, come on. Let prayer be our first response, not our last resort. I'm not going to look to no horoscope. I'm not going to phone a friend. I'm going to dial 333. Jeremiah 33.3 says, call to me and I'll answer you and I'll show you mighty things which you do not know or understand. Come on, somebody. We got to call on God. all right? I need to, Miss Cleo. I need Miss Cleo and if I call Miss Cleo I will get, and if I call this astrologer and if I call this, can I tell you there's a God who has it all in the palm of his hands. We need to call on God first. Look what the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 29. But from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you search after him with all your heart and with all your soul. The Bible says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. We don't know if we can stand and strength has left our knees and strength has left our mind. And all of a sudden it looks like we're up against the hardest thing we've ever had to go against. And we have no idea we'll be able to stand tomorrow and what's going to happen tomorrow. But can I tell you, if you had a little bit of communication with heaven, you would understand that he will say tomorrow just go out there and just stand. Because the God who took care of you yesterday, he's going to take care of you today. And so we need to call on God because eventually everybody else will fail you. Can I tell you, friends will fail you, money will fail you, education will fail you, job security, stock market security, everything else will crumble and fail. But there's one who remains and his name is Jesus. Do we go to him last or do we go to him first? King Jehoshaphat, I love it. He's an example of my life, and I love him. And I've always admired him because when he was in the hardest moment of his life, up against the craziest challenge, he called on God first. He didn't count how many weapons they had. He didn't count how many soldiers he had. He didn't go look across and say, well, let's see if we can hire some more soldiers. He said, God, I'm going to call on you first. And in chapter 20, he begins to pray. And it's a beautiful prayer. you got to read it. It's a beautiful prayer. He begins to talk to God, right? And what he does in his prayer is that he begins to remember everything that God has done for him before. Because it's easy to forget what God has done in the past when you're up against something hard right now. Second thing I want to remind us of is that if you remember the past, you can rest in the future. If you remember the past, you can rest in the future some of us today, we're, we're up against something difficult. Some of us, we're, we're, we're in that dark room right now. Some of us, we have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. We said, God, I had no idea that I was going to go home, and the conversation I was going to have with my wife or my husband was going to lead to talks of divorce or separation. God, I have no idea that my son or my daughter were going to turn out this way, and, and now they're, they're, they're wayward from you, and they are so far from you. God, I had no idea that I was going to go to the doctor, and I was going to get this response. God, I had no idea that I was going to go through a divorce, and now here I am, single father or single mother and and my finances don't look the same. God, I had no idea that the business that I started was going to go down and all of a sudden I was going to go into bankruptcy and here I am with bad credit and no money and and God, I had no idea life was going to end like this. And now all of a sudden you find yourself in the this, in that moment where you say, God, there's no way out of here. But what you've forgotten about is that if you go back five or 10 years or 15 years, there was moments where you had sleepless nights that God always came through and God was always faithful. Some of us, we need to remember, and if we can go back a couple years in our minds, we will say, well, I remember there was this one night where I was supposed to get in this car, and if if I would have gotten in that car, I would have died in that accident. Or maybe you say, well, I got in an accident and everybody else died except me. Wait, God saved me and kept me and he must have kept me for a reason because here I am in 2018 going on in 2019 and I'm still standing and God still has air in my lungs and it's for a reason. It is for a purpose, right? Some of us, we could think back 10, 15 years and said, well, that circumstance that situation when, when I couldn't make it out of that night, I thought I was going to go crazy and I had sleepless nights and I was taking sleeping pills and I had no peace in my mind. Some of us said, I, I should have ended up in a mental institute and I should have ended up crazy, but God and his grace kept me and God and his grace are still holding me. If I remember the past, then maybe it can give me strength for the future. Some of us need to go back and say, God, how did I make it through that sleepless night? God, how did I make through the darkest moments I don't know but somehow some way a light came from heaven and made a way so if I'm in darkness now I know that God will shine tonight and I know that I will make it out because I serve a God who never changes he remains the same yesterday today and forever my God is faithful he's not a god a lie or a son of man to go and go against his word some of us in here today we need to remember somebody shout remember 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 when your marriage was on the rocks and remember when it looked like you were going to divorce and remember when it Looked like the kids were going crazy Remember when you had no money and you said God we we don't even have enough to turn the lights on We don't even have enough to turn the water back on God. How am I gonna make it God? There's no job. There's no way and now we're sitting on grace and we can be so comfortable in the grace of today That we forget the grace that we received yesterday What we need to remember is the past And if I say, wait a minute, God, you were faithful back then. You were faithful then. I didn't know how I was going to make it out. I was about to give up on church. I was about to give up on God. I was going to give up on my wife, my husband, on my kids. Lord knows I was going to give up on my kids a long time ago. I was going to give up on this business. I was going to give up on my faith. But God came through, and God showed that He's always faithful, and there's nobody more faithful than my God. The Bible says He's faithful to a thousand generations, and just because He's true to His word, He won't let me fail. And so I find myself in a difficult moment right now, and I find myself in a dark situation right now, and I. And I find myself out of strength but but I can stand because I remember what God has done. I can stand in confidence because I remember that when I had no confidence, He became my confidence. Some of you, you have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. Some of you have no idea how you're going to stand tomorrow. How you're going to go through tomorrow. Some of you have no idea what tomorrow's even going to look like. I don't know. I don't know. We're, We're having talks. We're might close down the business. I, the disease that I have might take my life. Situation at home might end up in the... You have no idea what tomorrow's going to look like, but I just heard from heaven that if you were just to stand, you would see God's faithfulness. Just stand. Just stand. King Jehoshaphat calls on God and he remembers God's faithfulness and, and he calls on the Lord and he says, Lord, I need a word from heaven there are going to be moments in life when a word from heaven is all you need. Nothing else will do it. A song won't do it. A friend won't do it. I'll be honest, your, your spouse won't even help you in moments like this. You just need a word from heaven. You and God need to get alone. He says, I just need a word from heaven. And the prophet stands up and he says, well, tomorrow you march out and stand firm. God, but I don't need... Just stand firm. Yeah, but God, you understand there's three armies, God. God, um, and we try to tell God the situation as if he doesn't know. He's like, just go out and just stand. God, they got about 3,000 each. I got only about 1,000. Um, I don't know if you know how wars work, God, but I'm surrounded. And um, just stand. March out and just stand. That's why I love the psalmist, because in Psalm 103, he wrote these beautiful words that have been comfort for my soul. He says, bless the Lord, oh my God, and forget not all of his benefits, because we can have spiritual amnesia really quick when life gets hard. But if you remember, you can say, oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, because when I was sick, he healed me. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, because when I was confused, he made a way. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, because when I was going crazy, he kept me sane. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, because when I was up against, oh, bankruptcy, he provided. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and don't forget all of his benefits. He saved me. He delivered me. He picked me up. Oh, I'm going to stand on his promise. I'm going to stand on his word. I'm going to stand on the God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm just going to stand. Just going to stand. Just, just just stand. Just stand, just stand. I know fear and doubt are crippling you and I know you can't see the way out, but he says just, just stand. Just stand and you will see the deliverance of the Lord. I believe that with all my heart, somebody in here, we need to just, just stand. King Jehoshaphat has no idea, right? Because to the physical eyesight, there's no way that he can overcome these armies. But he follows the prophet's orders and he goes out the next morning and he marches out and he, he sends worshipers in front of them because sometimes when you don't understand, the, the first and most important thing you got to do is just worship God. worship will make a way where nothing else makes a way and they go out worshiping and they just stand and the enemies they all get confused and they end up killing themselves but he was obedient even when he couldn't see the third and final thing you can write this down and then we'll finish up third and final thing when you can't see then you need to trust what you do know when you can't see you need to trust what you do know life is gonna be difficult life is gonna be hard sometimes Maybe you're in here today against an impossibility. Maybe you're in here today afflicted. Maybe you're in here today discouraged. Maybe you're in here saying, Alex, I don't see God's hand. I don't see God's response. I've been praying, but I haven't heard His voice. I've been seeking, but I still haven't found Him. Alex, what do I do? Can I tell you that when you can't see, you need to trust what you do know? What do I know? I know a whole lot about my God. And I've learned that what I don't know, maybe I don't need to know. There's a God who's in control, and there's a God who knows every single step of my life. And why he allows certain things to happen, I have no idea. But what I do know is that he's perfect in all of his ways. What I do know is that God is good, and He never fails to do good, and everything that He does is good. What I do know is that He is a healer. What I do know is that He is a provider. What I do know is that He is a deliverer. What I do know is that my God is faithful. What I do know is that He's not a liar. What I do know is that He's for me. What I do know is that He's not against me. What I do know is that He has a hope and a future for me. What I do, I'm going to begin to speak on what I do know. Because I don't see it right now, but I know some things about my God. You know what you need to do some days? You need to get up and you need to preach to yourself in the mirror. You don't need to be running to church all the time and saying, is church open on Wednesday? I need a word on Wednesday. I need to hear a word from Wednesday. Can I tell you there's a word in your spirit, there's a word in the Bible that if you open it up, God will speak to you from heaven. You don't need a pastor. You don't need a bishop. You don't need a teacher. You need God himself to give you a word. You need to look in the mirror and say, you are wonderfully and beautifully made. The God that's for you will go before you all the days of your life. And if God be for you, who can stand against you? You are a man of god you are a woman of god you're gonna stand in the promise you're gonna stand in the god that called you his hand is on you he will never leave you nor forsake you oh my god is not a liar i've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging bread. my god is a provider come on somebody why don't you lift up your hands and begin to worship him this morning
0: No, all oh, you won't kick down, all oh, you won't tear down, coming out so there's no shame.
1: Your hands, voices only. Come on, let's sing it out. The
0: overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it, still you give yourself. Keep
1: singing it. Remind yourself of God's love for you. Come on.
0: I don't know what I'm looking at, but I know He loves me. I don't know what I'm up against, but I know His love is for me. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. Come on, somebody needs to be reminded. He loves you. He
1: loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He's for you. He's on your side.
0: And if God before you, who can stand against? Come on, He loves me. He loves me.
1: eye closed. I really believe that the Holy Spirit is here. I don't know how you walked in. I don't know what you're in the middle of, but be reminded of his love. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He's for you. He's for you. He's for you. He's with you. He's with you. He's not against you. He's on your side. God is with you. Come on, remind your soul. He loves me. He loves me. Tomorrow you're just going to stand, stand on his promise. The day after just continue to stand. A month from now you just need to stand. A year from now you just need to stand. Stand, stand on what God has spoken. With every eye close, with every head bowed, all across this place. Every eye closed, every head bowed, if you're here today and you say, Alex, I'm far from God. I don't have a relationship with God, I feel like I'm distant from God I I feel like I've done so much wrong I feel like God must not love me I want to remind you this morning he loves you the Bible says that God loves us but God can't be with sin and sin separates us from God and the truth is I'm a sinner you're a sinner all of us we've sinned against God we've all done wrong we thought wrong we've said wrong sin separates us from God but the Bible says that God loves humanity so much that he said his one and only son, Jesus. Jesus came and he carried my sins and your sins, all of our shame, all of our mess-ups, everything that we've ever done wrong. The Bible says that Jesus carried it on his shoulders. He went up on a cross and the Bible says that Jesus, he died for the sins of the world. Sin has a heavy price. and You and I can never pay for our sins, but the Bible says that Jesus, he paid them for us. Jesus took our place he died on Calvary died on that cross the Bible says when he died they put him in a grave and he was dead for three days but after three days the Bible says that he resurrected from the dead the Bible says that Jesus is alive and a lot of us in here we have a relationship with this living Jesus can I tell you he's the hope that you need he's the answer that you've been looking for he's the peace that you've been desperately searching for he loves you so much and today He wants to give you a brand new opportunity. Today he wants to give you a brand new beginning. Today he wants to forgive you of all of your sins. I'm going to ask every eye to be closed, every head to be bowed. I want the entire church praying. In a moment of privacy and concentration, every eye closed, every head bowed. If you're in here today and you say, Alex, I need Jesus. I'm far from Jesus. I want God in my life. I want a new relationship with God. I want a new beginning. I want forgiveness of my sins. If you want to trust what Jesus did for you, I'm going to count to three in just a moment. When I count to three, if you're in here and you say, Alex, I need Jesus. I want a relationship with God. At the the count of three, I want you to raise your hand right where you're at. Nobody looking around. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I want you to raise your hand right where you're at. I believe that God's going to see you, and and I'm going to see you just for a second. I'm not going to call on you. I'm not going to put you on the spot. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I'm just going to see you for a second, and then you can put it right back down. If that's you today, I want you to raise your hand at the count of three. One, two, three. Raise your hand all across this place. Raise it up as high as you can, as high as you can, as high as you can. I see you. 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 Amazing, amazing. Anybody else? You just raise your hand. Father, we thank you for all these hands. Thank you for every single decision being made today. People starting a relationship with you. I'm going to say a simple prayer and I want you to repeat this prayer from the bottom of your heart. With all you've got, every single person that raised their hand, repeat after me. My prayer doesn't save anybody, but it's our faith in Jesus that saves us. In fact, the entire church, all of us, let's say this out loud together. Say this with all your strength and with all faith. I believe that God is here. Say, Father, thank you you. for today. today. Thank you you. for for this opportunity. I admit admit that I'm a sinner and and that my sin sin separates me from you. Jesus, Jesus. I believe believe you're the Son of God, that you you died for my sins and on the third day day, you resurrected. resurrected. Come into my life, life. be my Lord, Lord. and be my Savior. Savior. From today on, I am forgiven, I am am saved, saved. and I'm healed. In Jesus' Jesus'
0: name amen amen and amen come on can we put our hands together